Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Kerbison, joined with Reed Bacon. Got another amazing one for you today. Um, before we get into all that stuff, if you guys are watching, please like, subscribe, leave a comment. If you're just uh, listening, rate and review, download and re-download. It helps us so much. Um, and follow us on social media at Believe in Tennessee uh, for our main account at rbacon26 or read at Kyler Curson for myself. Also check out merch. We have the t-shirts, how we doing, bud? Um, so those are great in orange and in white. Um, but on this week's podcast, we are doing a season recap. We're going over everything and we're giving out awards. Top performer, most surprising performer. Also giving out letter grades for each position group and an overall score of the season. So uh, going down memory lane and God, it's a lot of good memories. Uh, so it's going to be a great one. Let's hop into it. The game. Snap, the kick is in the air and the kick this time is... No, sir, Reed. No, sir, Reed. Final score, Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns. Looks, loads up, fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught on Tennessee. Tennessee wins by Tennessee to one Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. Down to the 35, to the 40, to the 45, to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pence, touchdown on play number one. All right, so before we jump into the podcast, got to shout out our number one sponsor, betonline.ag. It is the place to go for betting. It is your number one source for betting. They have all the odds, all the team totals, all the parlays that you could ever want, and they cover every sport. You got NFL, you got NBA, you got tennis, you got golf, you got baseball, you got everything you could think of. It is the place to go if you're going to bet on anything and make anything exciting. So for first-time signups, go over to betonline.ag, and for a 50% welcome bonus, use promo code BELIEVE. B-L-E-A-V at checkout and receive that 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Welcome in, everybody. I uh, got another great podcast for you. This is uh, the breakdown of the entire season because uh, we haven't really got to this point yet. So we're going to give some letter grades, talk about some top performers. We got we got everything in store. Uh, but first, Reed, how we doing, bud? Come to yeah. Are you going to start every podcast like that? Uh, probably not. But I do, I do. What's your catchphrase? We need to come up with one. That's, uh, by the way, just so people know, Saving Silverman, super underrated movie. Yeah, that's true. I, some people don't even know yeah, about it. I know. I get like Jack Black is just, I think he's, he's probably one of my favorite. It's not like I seek out everything he does or it's not even like I watch him a bunch. When you see him, but like when I see saving Silverman or like orange County, I mean, they're just like the, 
super underrated classics. And it's like, and it's like, bro, School of Rock is a banger. It's a great movie. Tenacious D. Have you ever watched that? The movie? Yeah. No, I haven't. But I've heard incredible. Of, I've heard. So he has a he has a he has a little bit on Tenacious D, the actual CD they have. Yes. Have you heard it where he's like going through the drive through? And he's like, I think I have. And it's like, he's like, yeah, I'll take a, I'll take a double, you know, double cheeseburger. I'll take uh, a large fry. I'll take 10 nuggets. I'll take a hot fudge sundae. (laughs) And then he's like, but a diet Coke, because I'm watching what I, what I eat. A diet Coke. I'm, I'm watching what I eat. (laughs) Just stupid stuff like that. Yeah. Just classic. But, um, but uh, yeah, so this is a little bit different than last year. I mean, last year we really did a season review and talked about like all the each different games. Yeah, each game. Yeah. And really broke it down that way. This year's a little bit different just because we want to try it, have a little fun with it, play exactly. around with it. Yeah. You can't hold us in boxes. <laughs> no, do not expect the same thing every week. Because we're going to break out of those. <laughs> Damn, you're big. Whoa, calm down. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, th- what we did is we talked, and we kind of got the 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 points that we wanted to hit. Yeah. Um. So I say we just go ahead and kick it off, and I will let you go as okay. the VFL. So, what is your initial thoughts of 2022 year two year two of Coach Hype? Um, I I'm in love. You know that this was the solidifying year. Um. I, you know, predicted 10 and two. We went 10 and two. Uh, now it was different losses that I predicted. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. That, uh, you, that you predicted 10 and two. I predicted 10 and two. Um, it was different losses that I predicted, but I, this is exactly what I wanted. This is what they could do in my eyes. This is what they could get close, but not all the way. It's only year two, but dang it, did they – they held it to the standard that they were able to do. 2016, that team did not. It did not hold to the standard it was able to do. That 2016 team should have been 11 and 1 to finish the season. Like they were so good. They had so many good players. You look at it beginning of the season, you're like, this team can win almost every game. But they fall apart. They just disband as a team, and you can see it when guys left and everything like that, this team didn't. Even after the South Carolina loss, they stayed together. Guys got hurt, and other guys had to step up as leaders, and they did. Um, And, I mean, it's just the amount of culture difference between the last time we were in the top ten and this year we're in the top ten is incredible. So I'm so excited for – us moving forward and for Hypel being here. And I feel more confident now that I'm not going to get burned, which is a weird feeling because I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. It's, you know, the battered vol syndrome of something bad is going to happen because it's been happening for 15 years. But this is the like Tennessee football is back. People are talking about us. It for four weeks in the middle of the season, we were the most talked about team. Nobody else was when we beat Alabama and we're going into Georgia week. We were the toast of the town. And that hasn't happened in so long. 
and we haven't been the forefront of college football, I'm just like ecstatic. With I, have, what I have a lot of rebuttals before I get into my overview. First off, we had <laughs> we had been the talk of the town, but it wasn't there wasn't real validity to it. Like we had some mo- we had some moments with Butch, but it didn't feel sustainable. It, it was the like highest Butch got was seven, eight. I'm not, and I'm not talking about necessarily the rankings. I'm talking about just being the talk, going into big games, all that stuff. Yeah. But it's like this feels so much different, in my opinion, uh, for a couple reasons. Um, one being that Coach Josh Heupel yeah. is a thousand times better coach. Than yeah. Butch. And that's not – I'm not knocking Butch, but I'm just saying like he's a thousand times of a better coach than Butch could ever be. Yeah. Um, so I that and, and he has built this on good, solid foundation of culture, of good X's and O's, of uh, putting people in position to succeed. Yes, um, definitely. He he brings the most out of these players. You know, he gets the most out of a three star. You know, you're he gets t- the yeah. most out of a five star. I mean, you're telling me people expected a Heisman performance out of Hinden coming from Virginia Tech? No. Heupel got the most he possibly could out of him. I agree. I agree. So, so, and another thing is for your overview there, to, to a rebuttal, you said, hey, this is what I thought this year would be of, I thought we would be 10 and two. Yeah. And I thought we would be close, but maybe not be able to really get there. Yeah. But I would rebuttal to you and say, your 10 and two said we would lose to Georgia and Bama. Yeah. I, I think we were there this year and we just slipped up. So I don't think this was a close, but no cigar, no pun intended. I think, I think this was close and we absolutely could have been in the playoff. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause you, you kind of are painting that picture. Like we, 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 your, your, your was like, they kind of were what I thought they were and like, they're good, but not, but not really great. I, I think we had a potential to, or you had, you thought they had a chance to be good even though they were really good. I'm not going to throw great because great's like – Yeah, I, I – My thought sense? process was like, oh, yeah, this this can be a really good team, but they're not going to take it all the way. That was my – like they're not going to be the best team in the SEC or the best team in the country, but they're going to be a really good team. Okay. Which is why I'm – which was why I leaned to 10 and 2. It's like okay, you're gonna lose. But like I said, your ten and two was different than what happened. That's true. So that's why I'm sitting here saying, like, for me, it sounds like we're gonna be really good, but we're not gonna be able to beat Georgia, and we're not gonna be able to beat Alabama. You know that kind of and like we we were we were the number one team in the nation the first time the polls came out. That's true. We absolutely should have been in the playoff if we didn't lay an egg against South Carolina. That's true. So I think they're even better than maybe you expected. Yes. After that Alabama game, I said this team's better than I expected. Okay, because so, you, because we won that game, right? So yeah. they were even better than what you were than what you thought going in. Yeah. Okay, that's what I want to clarify. Yeah. Okay, so for me, um, for me, year two, uh, yeah, un- unbelievable, unbelievable. I um, I expected what I saw from Hendon Hooker. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I mean, oh, well, 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 well. You did. You did because people were uh, talking about Hinden for Heisman before the season even started. Right. And it I was out there. Yeah, I know. And I know. And I said, I need to go back. So you, you can go back and check yourself when you put stuff on camera. It's true. Remember, because you said that you expected, you expected him to be in the Heisman 
And I said, I don't know if I expect that. I said, I, I can see it happening because Heupel mm-hmm. will have him there yeah. because of the stats and all that stuff. But I don't necessarily know, you know, if if he will be or if he's going to be the best quarterback. So maybe, maybe it kind of was what happened. Like he was in the conversation. He was really good. I think the way the best thing for me for for to my opinion about Hendon was like what you said, Josh Heupel got the most out of him. Mm-hmm. Because I still watched quarterbacks that I thought were better. I still thought, you know, Bryce Young I thought was better. You know, I think Caleb Williams. Uh, yeah, I thought Caleb Williams when I watched him was better. CJ Stroud. I don't I didn't watch a lot of CJ Stroud. The I funny thing is, I thought he was overrated and then he went and balled out against I mean, yeah, against Georgia. So so it's like, do I trust what I saw against Georgia or did I trust what I watched him do against like Penn State and like one other random like nooner that I watched? Yeah. You know, so so, but anyways, back. I I don't want to get caught up on the overview. It, it was an unbelievable season. Mm-hmm. It it is. I will say it's better than I expected. You know, it is better than you, I expected. Four, three losses. I said I nine I, and three. Yeah, I thought I was going to be like eight and four, nine and three this yeah. year. Um, so it's it's better than I expected. Um, and um, the overall of things that I wanted to see different going into this year from last year was how do we handle and close out games? Yeah. Can we close out games? How do we handle, like, short yardage um, yeah. scenarios? On defense. How does the offense – Oh, yeah, and offense. No, yeah. no offensively. Okay. Offensively. So, like, if we get a fourth and one, a fourth and two, what does he do? So, now you get me off. So, let me get – let me go back. Let me start over. So, I wanted to see how we closed out games, how we were on short yardage situations offensively, how the offensive line played, and penalties. So, those were my big, like, things coming into this year, like – you should take a step in year two. Yeah. You know, like I expected this offense to take a step in year two because people have been in the system for two years. Makes sense. Now, I was surprised. I didn't rem- I didn't think penalties were as bad as this year, but we actually had uh, our average yardage per game was like 60 last year. This year was 69, but I felt like last year – they were see, yeah, are felt, you surprised by that? Yes. I yeah. felt like last year there was games where we had like 13 in one game. We did. That was yeah. all missed. Yeah, like like it was just ran, like random games throughout where we had uh double digits and then maybe a couple where we're playing, you know, bowling green where we have two. Well, if anyone's a stat person, this utsports.com, go to the football, go to the stats is unbelievable. I mean, you can they have all the different statistics. It's a really quick, easy it says, team stats. Too. It says it says, yeah, they have team, individual, game by game. Then they you can select season and go all the way back from different years. Um, so it's a great, it's a great thing to look at. But yes, I felt like going into like I felt like watching games that we weren't doing stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe like you said last year, where it's like, oh my gosh, nine penalties, yeah. eight penalties, what are we doing? Yeah. You know, I thought we were better in short yardage this year. Like I thought the offensive I thought the play designs in yeah. short yardage. I thought the offensive line took a step. Like, so everything that I was looking for for me was like we closed out games. We closed out a game against Bama. We mm-hmm. closed out a game against Pitt. We closed out the game against can Florida. Our, can our defense close out the game too? Because that was a big concern. I mean, last year we had the worst. Like we were very bad on defense, just letting things go, letting things happen to us. We were not controlling the game. Tim Banks, I mean, the improvement from one to two is crazy. Mm-hmm. He he determined what guys were going to do. He determined what Bryce Young had to do when we played Alabama, but. It, Bryce might not be the perfect example just because, I mean, their offense went crazy. But, like, Anthony Richardson, those pit quarterbacks. Uh, Will Levis. Jay, Dan- <laughs> <laughs> Jay Daniels at LSU. Like, T- 
Tim Banks controlled what they could do and made them feel uncomfortable. So it's like, okay, now, now you're showing me something. Last year it just felt like, all right, this offense better score 85 points or we're going to lose. Technically, it is my overview, and technically I just meant the team as a whole closing games out, but sure, you can hijack it and say defense. I, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a hijack since we're on a podcast together. My overview. Oh my gosh. All right. Let's get it. Let's get into the other stuff. Go ahead. Okay. So favorites. This is what this section is. Yeah. Just favorites of 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 things throughout the season. So favorite moment is what we'll start with. Now, chalk, 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 chalk pick is going to be anything Alabama or after. Do what you want. Pick what you want. But that's not what I'm going to pick. That's fine. You don't have to pick that. My favorite moment, and it was with you. My babe. In Neyland Stadium, up, I think, 18 points on Florida. And in unison, 100,000 people just – And it – Man, I cannot explain that, like, I'm getting chill bumps right now. Like, that feeling of beating the shit out of Florida and getting to rub it in their faces, and it's just something that I was never able to taste as a player, and I hate Florida more than any other team. So that just felt so special to me, so special. Now, listen, I cried when we beat Alabama. I didn't cry when we beat Florida. I've already cried when we beat Florida in 2016. So I've already gotten that out of the way. But man, did that feel just that is what I've been waiting for for Tennessee. That Florida does not deserve to beat us every year. They don't deserve to have victories over us and have a good time when they come to Neyland and and go four and eight. And still be able to brag that they beat us that year. I hate it. I absolutely fucking hate it. So for us to just come back and be like, hey, this isn't what this isn't what it used to be. This is not going to be that easy game you have every year. And I've always hated every single player on Florida. They're they're assholes, they're cocky, punks, punks. Um, shout out Gerald Mincy. Um, but <laughs> And I that one felt so so good, and I'm sure it did for Mincy as well. But that that moment of the entire fan base, everyone in there doing that Gator chop was incredible. I'll be honest, I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. That that was going that, through Memory Palace. I was like, oh, that was uh, that was something special, man. Getting the just. You know, we got a little nervous, and I really, oh, I really, that. I really was like, "Oh my gosh, we're about to choke this!" But that is a great one because you know, you and I and Jack got to go to the game together. So that was the first time I ever went to a game with both of you at the same time, which, yeah. which, 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 awesome. Um, and yeah, to be able to do that and just taunt them back, like you said, and just it was special. Very. So that's an honorable mention. This is funny. This is a really funny honorable mention, but I loved our Gavino's date after Florida. <laughs> yeah, that was great. After Florida, we go and just crush Gavino's. There wasn't even many people there, I think, no. because like people were like downtown flocking. We just sat in there, had a nice 
giraffe peroni, <laughs> some bruschetta, pizza, snacking. Oh, that, was a, that was a good memory from. So me, for me, my my favorite moment of the year. And there's a lot, and there's a lot, oh, but right. you know, I I, I would want to pick. You know, I would want to pick something probably that involved you. Now you didn't come back in for the Bama game, but yeah. when 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 the ball went through, and I just I hugged Jack and we embraced, and it was like, dude, we did it, like like Final. like we did it, and then parlay that into going home and having the cigar with my dad who's at the house. I'm getting chills right now. Are you? Yeah. Like it literally just went down my spine. Cause I'm thinking about my emotions in that moment too. Yeah. And just, I mean, I, I started bawling and screaming. Yes. At the top of my lungs. Yeah. It was just, it was like, I like, yeah. Like I saw it go through and I just, I just, like I said, I just turned and hugged him. And I said, of course I said, we did it. Like as if, he and I were yeah. like as if I was Hendon and he caught he, he caught <laughs> yeah. and he was Brew McCoy catching it to get down there or Ramel or Chase McGrath putting it through. So, anyways, yeah, that's my favorite moment. Yeah. All right, next. I would definitely. Uh favorite game. So I don't want to be chalky, so I'm not gonna say Alabama for just literally don't want to be chalk. Yeah, but if that's your favorite game, then that's what your favorite game is. Yeah, but I want to shout out another game that really probably was underrated, but felt so good. The Kentucky game. It felt real good to shut them the hell up about, hey, we're going to be number two in the SEC East, and hey, you you never seen Will Levis? What a dream! He's a, you know, first overall draft pick, and you know, you got you guys can't hold a candle like this defense is not going to be able to stop them. They pick them off three times. They score six total points. We wear all black, badass freaking uniforms. That was a very underrated game that I thoroughly enjoyed. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that game. Weird thing is, is that wasn't even like top up or echelon for me because like the game itself was great, but not. Yeah, because it's boring, I mean? right? You know what I mean? Team, they didn't do anything. Right. But, but like, I just expect to beat Kentucky. Like, they're just frauds to me. They're always like, they had their best year it ever is. and Pruitt still beat them. Like, when they were like, 11th or 12th or 13th in the country. Know, you know what I mean? And, like, we had Jir Garantano quarterback. But every time I get the biggest smile on my face. I know. So, I get it. I will <laughs> I will go – I will go um, – I will go chalk and say that my favorite game was Bama. Yeah. For multiple reasons. Obviously, because we won it. But because, like – the, just the, the the atmosphere, yeah. like sitting up there and being in the in the in the fan or in the Alabama section. Yes. I love the view. It was a beautiful night. I also liked being able to like basically watching the game from all twenty two, like really where I was and getting yeah. to see things develop and see Jalen just wide open, wide open, and hitting hitting him and mm-hmm. defense making plays. And I, they were right there uh, early on when we had him way backed up in the end zone when Bryce Young. Oh, had to like yeah. so like I got a lot of good views and then but yeah so that so it is chalk but that that's that's my favorite it's my orange yeah. on the field afterwards yeah, it's my favorite game goalpost yeah. going down like, yeah. yeah and I went to the field afterwards so yeah, yeah. It's, it might be chalk but that's my favorite one I mean that's gonna be your favorite game for like possibly your life you know what I mean like obviously like your first game yeah I was gonna say Florida, it's probably not gonna beat my first one I don't think anything's one? gonna beat my first one no but. I mean, it's talk about how important that game might come to fruition. Like later on, we're like, that was the turning point for us. Yeah. Like it can, 
it's going to be nice that you're like, I was there. Yeah. 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 And I tried to get you to come in. I know. I know. So, all right. What's the next one? Uh, the most pivotal moments. So this can be written in a bunch of different ways. This can be, you know, the season defining moment. This can be the changing moment. This can be, you know, your fan moment that was just pivotal for you as a fan. But I'm going to say, and it was some of the overview stuff that you said, but Hendon hitting Brew or hitting Cedric for that touchdown in overtime versus Pitt was one of the most pivotal moments of this season. Because the games before that, it was cupcake. It wasn't a true test. The year before, it was, hey, we're a pretty good team, and we score a lot, but we can't finish. We lose to Purdue in the in the Music City Bowl. We're, we're just not able to finish Lost Ole Miss. Lost, lost Ole Miss. Yeah, like, yeah. We, we just lost can't, a pit. We just we've lost a pit. We just can't do it. Pit, a Power 5 team, ranked 17th in the country – we go there, and this team doesn't quit. Pitt comes and hits us in the mouth a few times. That tied in, that long touchdown they had. They're up on us. We tie the game. We go into overtime. We finish it. We finish it offensively, scoring a touchdown. We finish it defensively by getting pressure on the quarterback. And that ending, that moment when we scored that touchdown, told me, Oh, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. I that is what gave me the confidence of we're going to beat Florida. We're going to we're going to beat everybody, and it, it, there's no way these aren't going to be close games versus Bama and Georgia. Because I'm not going to say it gave me confidence to beat them, but I was like, this ain't going to be a blowout. This isn't going to be Georgia last year where we scored the opening touchdown, but then it was just boom, 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 boom by them. So that felt like to me a very pivotal moment and a, a building moment for these guys too, of being like, yeah, you know what? We can freaking do this because if anybody watched the Derrick Henry interview on Bustle with the boys, he shouts out in 2015, Tennessee with Josh Dobbs, they played hard. He was like, they almost beat us. That was a game. And it was a game. We were close. We did almost beat them, and it was because we beat Georgia the week before. We had all that confidence in the world to come into Tuscaloosa and beat them. And I, I think that that moment, that game, really gave this team confidence to keep going. First off, uh, Reggie Ragland also mm-hmm. mentioned when they were going to play Clemson in the mm-hmm. in the national championship that year that the best offense they had seen, because they were trying to be like, oh, you guys hadn't seen an offense like Clemson. And he said Tennessee, you know, was was fantastic. Um, and you know how I always talk about that game and the Florida game, because that was your senior year yep. and how impressed I was with Coach DeBoard. And, yeah, those, that that Florida game and that Bama game, obviously, I, you played. <laughs> you, were, you were literally on those rosters. But those games really, 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 really hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I just felt like we were we were so there. we were so close. We were there. Like I really felt like we even hell we definitely outplayed. We definitely outplayed Florida, and I thought there were definitely moments that we outplayed Bama. And then they just took advantage of one on one 
Um, <laughs> they took advantage Astros. of what? No, no, no. They took advantage of one-on-one uh, talent on the outside, where they just uh, on those where they just threw the back shoulders. I think it was Calvin Ridley at the time. But anyways, it's funny. So so we don't forget what we're talking about. Our most pivotal moment. Yeah. And he picks that. I also picked the pick game, and mine was the Trey Flowers interception. Okay. Because they had a chance to go down right there for half. They had a chance to go down and score again. And like we did, we we looked like we were stagnant on offense. Mm-hmm. We didn't look like we were really doing what we need to do on defensively. I mean, we had made a stop or two here and there. But if they had gone up, I I really and I should have checked. Forgive me, but I think it was like they would have been up like seventeen to seven if they had scored there. Yeah, or maybe even more. It, I think it would have been more. I think it they already had seventeen. Maybe it was seventeen seven. It would have made it either yeah. twenty four to seven or twenty to seven. Mm-hmm. And when he makes that pick. And it, it was a good play by him. It was a it wasn't unbelievable. Like he didn't like run and like get out of like cr- cover all this ground and moss somebody and all that. It was more of a bad mistake from the quarterback. But the reason it was such a good play is because you have to capitalize on other people's mistakes. Exactly. He kept his feet in. It was a really, really good play. It was a really hedgy play. And I remember watching that and being like, that could have just saved like not necessarily – and I texted people this, so I have it in writing. And, and like, I wasn't <laughs> – Nobody check him, okay? He's got it in writing. Check me. <laughs> so – Take me to court. So, I didn't – and I didn't get super dramatic in the in the text message because yeah. I just – I didn't say that could have just saved our season, but I legit said that could have just saved the first half of our season. Yeah. Because, like, I thought it was a little dramatic to say the entire season and it's game two, it's like second quarter. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but when that happened – and then you go on to win the game. Yep. And I was so happy in overtime that it was like we didn't get in, in like a multiple overtime back and forth. It was like, okay, we're going to go to our best player. Mm-hmm. Hinden steps up in the pocket, throws a jump ball, super easy by said. So, I, yeah, my that was the most pivotal moment for me because I just felt like that built confidence. Then we go and we blast Akron and then we're going into Florida week. And like, I was confident going into Florida week. Now you're always still nervous as a Tennessee fan because it's Florida. Mm-hmm. But then once we won that game, what really set me off was the next week. And when I saw what we did to LSU at LSU, yeah, was... I said, I said, I said, bring on Bama, bring on whoever. Yeah. And that's why I, pl- I put money down. And on the third Saturday in October, I was walking you. on campus <laughs> and I was like, let's fucking go. Honorable mention for pivotal moment, the fumble on the kickoff. Because as soon as that happened, that the first kickoff versus LSU, they fumble. We recover. We score two plays later. I see, said, see, mine wasn't mine wasn't that. Mine was the Jalen Hyatt long ball in, yeah. in the LSU. I, because as that, soon as that fumble happened, I said this game's over. Like in my head, I'm like, oh, are you you just gave us yeah. that kind of feel like this is oh this is going to be a blowout, and it ended up being that. And it just it was so funny how. I remember watching that play and being like, like I'm I'm ready for this team to just keep yeah. going and keep getting there and keep being great and getting to Bama and beating Bama. And like it was almost like a brain blast of like, oh, yeah, we're gonna be good. Yeah, and here's a good thing to to explain, like even when Butch or maybe Pruitt or 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 Lane or Dooley, like there were times where we didn't know who they really were yet. And so you were going into a game and like Tennessee might have been favored and you're like, 
uh, you just wake up and you're like kind of nervous. You're like, man, I hope we can pull this out. Like, I think we have a decent shot. Like you don't automatically be like, Oh, we're going to get killed today. Yeah. So you're thinking like, we maybe have a shot, but we're kind of nervous with hypo. It's like, bring it, bro. It's mm-hmm. like, let's mm-hmm. fucking go. Mm-hmm. It's just the way I feel. I say it all the time. The same way I feel with Mike Vrabel. I'm not saying we're going to win every game, but I know that he's going to have the boys ready exactly. and they're going to punch somebody in the mouth. Exactly. So yes, most pivotal moment for me was the Trey Flowers interception at Pitt. Love it. Um, okay, now into performances. So breaking it down in three other sections too. Um, so just starting top performers. Uh, and we can go a little bit of offense. Singular. This is our top performer. You want to just do one? Oh, we can, yeah, let's just do just one, our top performer. Top performer. Now, I don't – man, this is tough um, because, I mean, I could easily put a guy in multiple sections here. Um, but – I mean, I just the top performer and the one who got the hardware is Jalen Hyatt. He was a top performer on our team. He was a fear for defenses going against him. He was a what the hell are we supposed to do with this guy? He was a freaking problem. Everyone knows how we talked about him before the season, leading up to it. And all we had was what he had done in the past, which was not live up to expectations. This year he did. This year he stepped up and he proved us wrong. And God dang it, am I I not freaking ecstatic about that? I wanted to be proven wrong. That's all we were talking about. It was like, where is he? I can't trust him. Why is he not as good as he can be? And, man, I I mean – the the deep routes, the speed that he had, the the just taking the tops off of these defenses was such a huge threat that it 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 opened up our offense. It made our offense the way it was. It made it to where we could run the ball easier. It made it where we can hit those digs to brew and said. It made it to where everyone else could get more touches. It made Hendon's life easier. Jalen being the player he was this year made that offense what it was, and he has to be considered the 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 very best performer of this year. Yeah, um, my top performer is Coach Heupel. I love that because uh, it's not know, it's not what it is without him. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's like, and I, and, and it's no knock on some of these players, but I feel like he is going to be the quintessential, like it, it's, it's, um, it, it very much is you have to have elite talent to win national championships. You have to have the better players. It really is the Jimmy and Joe's instead of the X's and O's mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Exactly. But what he can do and what he can get out of these players and how he puts them in position to succeed mm-hmm. is freaking special. Yeah. Now, once again, I said it once, I said it a million times. I have all these, I have like six phrases that I say all the time, but like Nick Saban's my goat. And to see, to sit in that stadium and just watch hype, just coach circles around him. Just tear and, up his defense. Right. Now, 
someone can come back to me and say, hey, Reed, well, your, your top performer, like, maybe didn't have his best game against Georgia, or maybe he definitely didn't have his best game against L- or against South Carolina because he didn't have the team ready to play. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would, I would allow you, I would take South Carolina in the chin and be like, yeah, that, that is on the coaching staff. Like the boys weren't ready. Yeah. Now Georgia, I would maybe argue that there was some stuff here and there that the players didn't execute like they were supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't think that you can go with what I saw with my own two eyes at that practice, the very first practice we went to. <laughs> At yeah. the University of Tennessee, yeah, and we see Coach Heupel, and we meet him, and we talk to him. To then in year two, we're we're Orange Bowl champs. We beat Bama. I mean, we're ten and two. It, he's he's the top performer, and there's no question in my mind about that it. That day, you said it, this might be four years. I I just I looked at you. We were I, at spring practice. Yeah, I just looked at you. I said, man, I hope I hope fans. I hope he at least has at least three to four years. Before. Like I hope they're patient. Yeah, because it was. Uh, scary. It was scary. And here's another thing: like, is this is another real side piece, like or real side hit. Like, if we don't come out next year, and we win, you know, nine games. You know, maybe only eight. Like, I'm still not going to be like freaking out and saying hype needs to go. This, that, and the other. Like, whatever. Like, I am a thousand percent seeing what I need to see to know that like you're going to win some. Good coach. You're going to win some. You're going to lose some. Yeah. Everyone has losses, but like I'm not going to freak out if he has one or two losses and maybe even one bad loss because like that's sports. Mm-hmm. It happens. Mm-hmm. Like I'm totally fine. Just like I say with Vrabel, like I, I'm fine with the Titans giving him a, a, a lifetime contract. Yeah, you know what I mean because I just trust him right now. And so, anyways, but yeah, my top performer is Josh Heifel. Yeah, I I uh, I agree with that one. I like that one. Uh, next up, our surprise. Surprise performer, top surprise. Now, I'm going to say Jalen Hyatt because of what I said before, that we didn't expect it. We didn't see it coming. That's who it is. I've already talked about Jalen, so I'm going to do a little honorable mentions. My two honorable mentions, Ramel Keaton. He truly did step up when Cedric got hurt, and I did not see that coming out of him. And I'm very, very excited to see his growth. So he is one. And Tyler Barron. I do I did not give Tyler Barron the credit he deserved and and the player he has become and what he's been able to do coming down to that three technique. I, I he wasn't what I was talking about at DN. He wasn't what I was talking about at D-line before the season started. It was Byron. It was Amari. It was everyone else. And he he deserves his flowers because that man played his ass off this year. So two honorable mentions, but I already I've already talked about Jalen why he deserves it. So Hind, uh, and Hinden was no surprise to you. No surprise. I was Hinden for Heisman before the season started. Yeah. So yeah. So for me, my surprise. So um, my surprise is Jalen, just because I didn't expect that. I didn't see that happening. Um, I, I am not surprised that we had a receiver go bananas. Yeah. Um, but I am a little bit surprised that it was – We thought it was going to be Cedric. <laughs> well, I think everyone thought it was said, but, yeah. like, you know, um, yeah, I just I, – I didn't – when you watch it, it's not surprising. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, when you watch Jalen and you go back and watch his games, it's not surprising. It makes sense. He's really fast. 
know like he's god gifted speed we dial it up to where he's running the the slot shots whether it's it's a go route or whether he's doing his will route or whatever so when you watch it it makes sense because it's like okay Heupel's good he'll he'll scheme this up yeah Jalen Jalen's really fast he's going to get by people yeah. and 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 Hendick There's a could, reason why Jalen didn't have success in Pruitt's offense right you know what I mean right or or and so it's like it's still surprising though that he's a Blitnikoff winner and that that's he, true and that he did you know what he did now I would have been shocked if he was over there catching balls breaking tackles running back and forth like some scat back some freaking you or know like all over the place UT fans what you saw out of Cordero Patterson right yes 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 yeah exactly perfect that's the perfect example yeah, yeah. I, if like Jalen had come out and done that I would have been like what the hell? And, but I like, but now I'm still sitting here like, yeah, I'm surprised by that. But like I said, a lot of it makes sense when you watch it. Yes, yeah, it 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 fits with what he's able to do. Now I feel like you've said a bunch. So I don't. So we've done our top performer and our most surprising. Yes. Okay. So you've named like nine people, and I've done the game correctly with Heupel and Hyatt. Listen, you had next one. mentions on the favorites. Next so one. Don't even. Next one. Next is position letter grades. So we're gonna go by position. Give a little letter grade. Um, let's start on offense. So quarterback, A plus. I'm going A plus. Hendon deserved to go to New York. I don't think he deserved to win it. Deserved to go to New York. I think if he stays in the game versus South Carolina, maybe we lose by 14 points and he still gets the numbers, and then he gets numbers versus Vandy, that he's there. So and then for Joe to come in, perform how he did. When he came in late in games, he performed well. When he came in Vandy, he was okay. He missed some, but he still hit some too. And then in Clemson, he showed what he can be. So I have to give A-plus to quarterback room. Before I answer, you're going A-plus, even though you had your very controversial tweet uh, after the Georgia game. So you're not saying just an A. You're going an A-plus. Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm going an A plus because that was one game. And that was one oddity outlier with other position groups. I can think back to multiple games in multiple scenarios where they didn't do what they were supposed to be doing. And that's why I will we'll dock them down. I think Hinden had a few off throws and that really let that I mean that just Shut us down. Yeah. He's got three overthrows, and then that was it. That was all that was needed to, like, turn away everything because we rely on those deep shots. And it's like you overthrow Phantom one, you you throw a bad ball to set and it gets picked, you overthrow Jalen on another, and it's like, okay, yeah. that was it. Yeah, I will uh, – I'll say, you know, I'll say A. You know, A-plus is fine uh, because I'm not going to dock them off one game. Yeah. I mean – the room as a whole for the season, fantastic. So yeah. I think quarterback A plus, I'm fine with that. Okay, you want to go first in the next one? Wide receivers. Yeah, wide receivers. Um, I think you got to go A plus again. I would agree. Just because of the production of everyone. Yep. You have a Bolitnikov winner. Yep. I don't know how you can't go A plus. I mean, you got a guy that goes for five five chicken McNuggets, when, extra, extra crispy against um, against Bama. Was there ever a game you look back on where you're like, "Wow, he had a lot of drops"? No. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, not not that I can specifically sit here and remember now. Yeah. Maybe after the game I thought that. But, yeah, I mean, I think – and then the fact that you have your best player going into the season who doesn't even really get to play the season, the fact that he goes down mm-hmm. and the room still produces like he does. Um, and, of course, like we've talked about Jalen, we've talked about Brew, but like like you've said, like Ramel making massive plays – the That's catch, the, the diving catch against Florida, oh, the the, oh, the, sexy. the catch to start the drive against Bama. Oh, yeah. You know, like he he had some really – the I mean, where he cooked Buddy in the Orange Bowl, and then you get to see a little glimpse of Squirrel at the end of the year. Yeah. To see what it's going to be like next year. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just don't – I don't think there's uh, really anything that we could ask for more. <laughs> Seriously. From the wide receivers. I agree. That was the that I mean, was all my thought process I mean, too. Yeah, maybe like the worst game they played was maybe the pit game. Honestly, like you know, and and maybe. and and said still had like freaking. I think he had like yeah. eighteen targets and like twelve to fifteen catches or whatever. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, I mean, he had a few drop balls in that game, but I mean, nice. hell, like we said earlier, he had the touchdown. Yeah. So yeah. Um, running backs. So. Running backs, I am – I'm pulling them down to a B-plus. Um, and I'm taking away from them because some bad fumbles from the group in pass protection, man. Pass protection was subpar at times. I think it got better as the season went along. But there were a good amount of sacks that were running backs not knowing who they need to block. Um. You know, that Dylan Samson one versus LSU pops in my head. Uh, Jabari one versus Florida pops in my head. That happened a lot, and that's part of the game for these running backs. It's not just all about you getting the ball. Now, there's still B-plus area because every short yardage they finished, I don't think there was a time we got on the goal line where a running back didn't get in there. That leans on the offensive line too, but they're shoving their face in there. Fant getting in the running back conversation helps them too. Um, but good quality, but not great. So I agree with everything you said, but I'm not gonna go B plus because I think B plus is still pretty high. I would say they okay. I say they're a B, you know. Okay. I think I think they were good and they were serviceable, um, you know, above average. But I think, you know, when you add Prince and Fant to the room. I think it's a, you know, it's a B. Yeah. But, like, technically he's a tight end, he you is. know. So, it's like if we're grading the other ones, then, you know, B, B minus. Yeah. Type deal. So, I, I I feel that. So, in, in mine would have been the same thing of um, pass protection, some fumbles, and also just – we and no offense, like, I love how Jalen Wright and Jabari Small play and how they run, but, like, neither of them are – Elite. Yeah. It's yeah. not. It's not Bijan. Yeah. It's not Gibbs. Right. It's not. Yeah. I mean, it's just not. Right. So that that's where I am. Uh, okay. Big uglies. Big uglies. Um, I got a minus. Still in the A's. Uh, obviously, I I saw things that could have been better out of them. You know, throughout the year, but man, they they protected well. Um, they had huge games like Alabama. Hinden had all the time in the world, you get to those crunch situations and the O-line stepped up where it's like we have to make plays. The last thing you want is a sack. Um, You know, even in necessarily games where we didn't 
overall perform well, say the Georgia, say the South Carolina, they still played pretty good ball. Uh, they crushed this Clemson front seven that was supposed to be all world, and it, they were not even close to an issue. Uh, and I just had confidence in this offensive line all year. All year, I felt good about it. Our running game was incredible. Um, you know, it, it, all the offensive numbers, like, I, I'm going to give each group a high letter grade because, like, our offense was the best in the country. All right. Like, there's a reason. Like, all of these guys played well. Right. Yeah. I. So, what was your official? A minus. A minus. Yeah. So, I, I'm i I'm rocking with an A minus as well. Um, if someone wanted to argue as a B plus or – maybe even, you know, just a regular A. But I'm good with A- minus because I, I was impressed with them too. Yeah. And this is not a shot at any of them, but, like, I don't know if any of them are blue chip or elite besides Darnell Wright. You know, I, I do really like Mincy. Uh, I think he has a chance to maybe – I like Jeremiah Cropper too, but I think Mincy has a chance to be kind of blue chip or elite because of his size mm. um, compared to, like, you know, Cooper and, and, and Javante. I felt like that about Jerome a little bit. Um, like yo, fit yo, the no, mold. no, yes, um, no, yeah. I, I wasn't once again, I didn't get to finish. <laughs> so no, like Darnell blue chip guy, he's going to get drafted this year. Uh, he was fantastic, you know, and like <laughs> Cooper, I don't feel like his blue chip, but only because of his size that hinders yeah. him. You know, I don't think so because of Javante, because he gets a little over aggressive. He still has, you know, yeah, a little, a little too many mistakes for my liking. Um, and like I said, I like Jeremiah Crawford and Mincy. I think Mincy could be really good, like I said, because I just think he's more physically gifted than mm-hmm. Jeremiah Crawford. And then Jerome is – he's the ideal, perfect, uh, you know, fifth-year, six-year guy who's been in your program, who's super solid, who's super reliable, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think he was really good. But, yeah, it's it's funny that they all, I think, played really well as a unit, yeah. even though maybe you're not looking at a group that has – you know, three, two or three, five stars and the rest four stars. You know what I mean? You know, it's like not like in, uh, you know, 2013 when it was Juwan James, Zach Fulton, James Stone, Antonio Richardson, Dallas Thomas. Right. Where they were all just seen as like, oh, wow, these are all great offensive linemen. Right. NFL offensive linemen. Right. They could come out. Right. So, yeah, I think they performed very well. Yeah, I am too. Um, Last thing on offense, tight ends. I'm probably sticking in that realm of B to B plus range. Now, Princeton changes. I mean, he raises the bar for them, some leaning B plus, but they still have their issues in pass protection. Um, you know, I, I think there was times where they didn't get to their blocks as much as they should have. But overall, I mean, Princeton was a freaking weapon. Uh, when Jacob Warren's number was called, he answered. Um, I'm so excited that he's coming back. Golly, that's freaking amazing. And you called it. We knew it. He told us on last year's pod that, because I asked him, I was like, so you got two years left and you want to do that and then have a chance to go to the league? He's like, yeah. And so I was like, it was kind of surprising. Matter of fact, I can't wait till we see him again or talk. I'm like, bro, you out here, you just out here wanting <laughs> You just want attention, bro. Acting like you yeah. could, going through senior day. You knew you were coming back. Yeah, you knew you were coming back. Who are you playing, huh? No, but anyway. So yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think. Matter of fact, I am excited to ask him. Be like, you know, and I'll be serious. I'll be like, hey, like, you know, 
did you really maybe consider not or whatever? Yeah. But um, so for me, I hate to do it because I love Jacob and stuff, but I, I, I think they're B minus. Okay. And that's being generous. I probably, if I wasn't trying to be nice, I'd probably say C plus because I thought they were above average. Um, I thought they would make some fine plays. Then I would be a little frustrated with a Princeton drop or a fumble or maybe both of them missing a block. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there was still room to improve to have like, you know, I just thought there was some, some room to improve, Yeah, but they're above average. Like yes. they were, they were, they were above average to good, which yeah. is C plus B minus. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Defensive side of the ball. Letter grades. Let's start with the interior defensive line. This one's going to be interesting for the entire defense. I mean, for you, I'm excited to see what you say. I I struggled with this because obviously the numbers say this defense didn't perform well, but there were so many times throughout the year where I was like, damn, yeah, that was good. Heck yeah, that was good. Um, interior D line. I'm ex- I'm proud of what they did. And I thought Amari stepped up where Matthew Butler was missing. And I'm giving them an A minus because I think they were pivotal in us having that great run defense this year. Cause we were, we were a great run defense all throughout the year. It was the pass that really got us. Um, and I, I think it started with those big boys in the middle. I, I think it's an A. I think it's an A for interior linemen as well because of, um, exactly what you said. Football, when you break it down to its basics, blocking and tackling, you know, and can you run the ball mm-hmm. and can you stop the run? Yeah. And it's like there's nothing more demoralizing as a player or as a fan if you're a player and you can't stop the other team running and you know what they're doing. And as a fan, there's nothing worse than sitting there and watching your team get gashed. Yeah. And then I take a, yeah. and then I love taking pleasure when my team, when we know we're going to run it. Everyone knows we're going to run it, and we still run it, and we still get the yards. Yeah. And so it's like it's so. Anyways, to stop the run is a uh, it's a it's a big it's a big piece, man. You want to turn people one dimensional the best you can. Yeah. Now you people can sit here and argue, hey, college football, everyone airs it out now. They run all these spread options and all this stuff, but you know, don't don't get it twisted. The run game is still very important, and to be able to stop it is is key yeah and it, it you know one of the hardest things to stop in the game nowadays is a running quarterback right we did great versus running quarterback fabulous fabulous um okay dn slash outside linebacker group um i am i mean around the same as i think i'm gonna go b plus i wouldn't Go a. I went D line as a minus, so I I think they were under the interior D line, but still like Byron was very very impressive uh, this year. Um, but I did feel like the outside linebacker part of it maybe got taken advantage of sometimes. Uh, but those, I mean, the guys played well, very well overall, and you know, like. Byron's a beast out there. He plays with a motor. So does Roman. He plays with the motor. And it's like, thank you guys for giving that kind of effort. Now, it doesn't always turn out perfect what you're doing. But, I mean, they're still one of the higher ranked position groups on defense for me. What'd you give them? A B plus. Outside linebackers. I, I'm gonna go B plus as well. Yeah. Because of because of I thought I thought. Byron played well. 
Um, you know, I love Roman Harrison's efforts. I love seeing some of the new young bloods in there doing their thing. Um, there, was, there, there were times where we went big. And so technically, whether it was Latrell Bumpus, whether it, was, true. whether it was Byron Eason, whether it was Tyler Barron still playing that edge, and I thought they all played well. So mm-hmm. I, I think – yeah, I thought it was solid. Now we weren't necessarily. I didn't think we were just like friggin' purple people eaters and the yeah. and the sack curtain, and the sack monsters out here. Yeah. You know, Saxonville. Um, but I, I thought they played well. I th- and 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 there was plenty of times too where I thought they set the edge well and I thought they ran the edge well. Yes, that yes, there were. I, I mean, I can think back to Byron chasing down the line, Roman chasing down the line, Tyler Barron chasing down the line. So, yes. Um, linebackers, so interior linebackers. Here's where I'm at because I felt there was a big drop off between ones and twos, and twos played. So I am I'm giving them a B minus. Um, I loved how Jeremy Banks played this year. I thought it. I thought he was flying around. I thought he was leading the defense. I loved Aaron Beasley this year. I thought there were times that he messed up, but he would. This the 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 Clemson game for Aaron Beasley. I, I I mean that that I know it's you know it fresh in my mind, but that made me feel different about him as a player. It re- it really did. That one game made me feel a lot different about him. Um, where I was like, you know what, he's been waiting for this chance to be that number one guy, and he's gonna he's gonna take it by the reins. He's not gonna let it roll by him. He's not going to let it pat. He's going to take advantage of it. Um, so I gave him a B minus just because like some of the stuff I saw at Juwan Mitchell and Solon Page, it's just not to the standard that you want. Um, and, you know, even our ones, like I'm not going to say they're the best linebackers in the country. So you said B minus. I'm going B. I think they're a little bit better than that. Okay. I think when you had the duo of Jeremy and Aaron Beasley mm-hmm. on the field at the same time, I thought I thought they were pretty pretty studly. I really did. I thought they were they were both really good, complimentary of each other. Um, besides effort and besides run defense, I thought they were actually both pretty good when I saw them in zone coverage sometimes which was something that I thought they improved on from the year before. I thought sometimes in man coverage they were they played well. I, I was pretty impressed. And then, you know, I thought Jawan had a couple moments. You know, Clemson, he had some moments. I thought some other time he had some moments. Um, you know, Solomon Page is what it is. And then – but so, you know, yeah, just – It's tough. It's, it, he is it was, what he is. But, yeah. I, but I also thought when Elijah Herring was in there – I thought he looked looked fine and looked good. So no, I, I thought the interior linebackers were were B. Yeah. So let's talk about this. So so far we've gone A. A minus for D line. B plus for D and also linebacker. B minus for linebackers. Yeah, and I was A plus. You were B plus ish on D and also yeah. linebacker. And then and, and you were then B. B. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty funny for people that that's pretty funny that those are our grades for maybe people thinking how bad our defense was. Yeah. Or where the issues were. Now I think our grades are going to change considerably when we get to defensive backfield. Yeah. Uh, but go ahead. So we're actually going to do corners, the star position slash yep. nickel position and safeties. Um, With star. 
I've got a B with Star. Uh, I thought, you know, seeing Wesley Walker to marry McDonald in that role, um, a little bit of Danico in that role. I love the way Tim Banks uses that position, the aggression. Um, I thought they did a very good job of being run support, of, of helping with the run, of cutting it back inside. I Throughout the year, I noticed play after play of them doing that. Now, could they get taken advantage of in coverage sometimes? Yes. I wouldn't say all the time. Definitely not as much as the next two positions we're talking about. So I'm still keeping them in that B range. Um, and I, I really like the players as individuals in that in that position way more than I would the other DBs. I, I don't think I could say – I'm right there with you. Yeah. I, everything you just said, I'm fine with. I, I'm good with the B. I thought they were they were good. Maybe not uh, really good or not great. Mm-hmm. I do love both the players in there, yeah. whether it's Wesley or Tamarian. I really like Danico in there. Um, and and I'll be honest, when we were talking about our our um, what was it favorite surprise or most it was top for performer, top performer. and su- and surprise performer. Yeah. Um, you know, I would say like Danico had a chance to be one of my surprise performers. He would have been my surprise performer defensively if we'd done a defensive yeah, one. He, he, he was um, honorable mention on my top for yeah, sure. Yeah, I thought I thought he played well because of asking him to play multiple positions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very, very impressive. It's stepping up when you got asked to play. Yeah, like if like I know I had on my notes, but I guess we didn't do our favorite performers. I guess not favorite. Yeah, but, top, but uh, yeah. we had a top and most surprising, but like favorite, like my favorite um, would have probably been like Danico, maybe a Darnell, even though like it's boring. But yeah. like, this, it's a, <laughs> I mean, you don't understand how nice it is to have a solid where you don't have to worry about yeah. that. Rumel probably would have been one of my favorite performers. Yes. You know, so, um, but anyways, getting sidetracked. No, so for Nickel, yeah, B, and what you said was great. Yeah. Um, Corners, once you start. I think a lot of people watching this are going to say our corners suck, that they they aren't good, that yep. they're this, that, and the other, all that stuff. And so I think people are going to give them Fs or Ds. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm good with a C. Like, you know, I, I really am. Um, I would ask people, and so C's average. How many other times in college football are you guys watching games and you see corners that are just absolutely shutting people down? Or a defense as a whole shutting people down, or people aren't getting passed on. Or offense is just staying under twenty points. Yeah, it's like and like well, and more specifically, like receivers not making great plays and great catches. Like it's just the way balls designed now, and it's also like corners the toughest position. Plus, now if you don't get to really hand fight and be physical, it's even more it's even more difficult. Um, and and even though there were plenty of times where maybe guys got beat or stuff like that. Well, actually, I don't even think there's that many times where guys just got straight beat. Like Pitt last year, when it was over – and Pitt had a lot of injuries, a lot of young guys were playing. Mm-hmm. But it's like you just look up, oh, that guy's beat. Oh, this guy's beat. Oh, that yeah. guy's beat. Like this year that didn't happen a ton. I mean, Tamarian got it beat. It really wasn't. I mean, Tamarian got beat one time. You didn't see a guy running down the sidelines. Just butt naked. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's like – I think a lot of my frustration with the defensive backs were, you know, it really hurt me, honestly, to see Kamal acting the way he did in the South Carolina game. Mm. 
and maybe if Kamal was here, he would just say, that's me. That's just who I am. Whether we're up or down, like I'm going to play and I'm going to play my way, meaning like, you know, uh, what he would consider aggressive or he wants to talk or now. Yeah. I would, I, that was tough. That was tough for me. Cause personally, I I'm a talker, but your boy ain't running his mouth when he's getting his ass whipped like that, because you just look like a clown and you represent more than just yourself there. Oh yeah. But you know, uh, Kobe Bryant's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. And I used to grow up saying like, I thought he was a ball hog. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but like what made him great was, you know, that. So yeah, it's exactly. like, you know, it's like what you get frustrated with is what makes him great. So, um, I thought there was a lot of people that had to step in. Yeah. And so I thought some of them played I mean, pretty. And when yeah, you we had walk-ons playing. Right. Right. And like, that's a big deal. Yeah. You get a walk-on in the biggest drive of the year against Alabama going down there and he, and he plays pretty well, mm-hmm. you know? So I, so I'm not going to kill him. I, I mean, yeah, there could have been some, some, you know, like I said, they, there were a C for a reason, Yeah, but I definitely don't think they're a D or an F like, you know, I, I when you have to have multiple people step in and play, that's fucking tough to do, man. Because yeah. guys are starters for a reason, and guys are second string for a reason. So when when your number one goes down, you're hoping that number two plays the plays you know his top level, his best that you know his best maximum ability. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, yeah, I, I I agree. I, I wrote down C plus. But I'm right in that range. Yeah. Like I could, I, and I'm fine. I see C yeah. plus two for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just because, like, I didn't, I, I didn't remember, you know, getting blown off the top. Like, it, there wasn't, there wasn't Jalen Hyatt plays versus us, right? And the other thing is too that I forgot to mention is like I actually thought they all do pretty well on setting edges and run defense. Yeah, I really that's do. Not, I, that I, I that really part do. of it, they do well. I do. I think so. Yeah. I mean, and we were, you know, even talking about it in our uh, previous video with. Um, Gabe coming in like he's going to have to step into doing that more often. I mean, just think if you take away, if you take away the South Carolina game, I mean, and uh, I mean, I'm uh, six points versus Kentucky, shutout versus Vandy, twenty four points versus Georgia. I'm just, but uh, yeah, like, but, but even don't even talk about those. Just think specifically the defensive backs or the corners. If you take away the the South Carolina game, I mean, I think we're giving them a legit B, B plus. Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so um, yeah, I think people killed them, and I don't think they deserve to be killed at all. Yeah. Safeties. Uh, safeties. I, got put, I put C. Um, I, I wanted to put them below corners. I thought Philly, they, Philly. they performed worse than corners did this year. And tackling, tackling, tackling by the safeties really disappointed me. Like ducking heads, open field tackling. I, I just Trey. I mean the roller coaster of Trey. The I feel like Tank's a roller coaster too. Yeah, the just just I get an interception, but then the next play the guy jumps over me. It's like what? Like I, you get a sack, and then the next one you let a guy beat you. I'm like he's all over the place. Um. So yeah, I put I put C. I mean, hell, I could even lean to C minus. Yeah, and you know what? I, I and I like and and that's a great point because I actually do think they deserve to be a little bit lower than mm-hmm. the corner. So like, I guess technically, like corners, I'm gonna say 
C plus C and then safeties are going to be C or C minus. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like uh, I actually feel like, like you said, roller coaster of Trey. I mean, some good, some bad tank. There's a little bit of roller coaster with tank, a good play, bad play. But I think when like Danico stepped in and had to play safety for the Bama game, I thought he was good. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think whether Danico's just a fucking ball. And then like, and then whether it was like Wesley or Tamarian that maybe had to go back there for some time, like, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like it's weird because I felt like almost they were better than the starters. But Willie loves loves just old heads that he feels like are pretty consistent. Yeah. You know, um, or like that he knows what he's going to get with them. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I think safety's. I think the corners got a lot of bad pub when I think sometimes safeties, and it, because it's for the for the for this the average eye, it's really easy to be like, oh, he that guy got mossed or he just got caught on or why why is he. Why is he three yards off from somebody and a guy catches, you know, like a 15 yard out and someone's like, oh my gosh, that's so easy. Why are we playing so off? Like, where's the yeah. corner? Like, all but this then it's like, well, it's the defense that you're playing. And like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like sometimes people forget like safeties can be a little, they, they, you know, like it doesn't maybe look as bad sometimes. Exactly. So, um, yeah. And to finish the pod, an overall one through 10 of this season. Yep. When I was thinking of this, I thought you can you can judge this based off of two different ways, based off of a perfect 10 being the best season you could have. And that's what I did. Was or the perfect 10 being the best 10. season you could have. Yeah. Which or based off of your expectation of the season and how close it got to it. And I'll, I can answer both of those. If I am giving my expectation of the season and the close it's got to it, Given a 9.3 that gets you into a minus territory. Um, it was good, but that South Carolina game was bad, bad, bad stain on your overall. Um, you finished well, though. You finished versus Clemson, you won 11 games, so that side of it's impressive. If a 10, a perfect 10 is undefeated national championship I'm probably eight point four I'd say okay um if they win versus South Carolina and make it in the playoffs they're getting you know almost a whole number bump nine point four yeah yeah. In it. But that South Carolina game is just, I mean, dude, the amount of times we've been close and just gets taken away from us and then just see it again and just to be like, man, you guys had the best chance for it. The best of any team that we've had. And it just, yeah, it's, it's, it sucks, man. Like thinking back about that game, like really makes me feel different about the season. A ten for me is a national championship. It doesn't have to be undefeated in a national championship. Ten for me is a national championship. So based off that, I'm giving us, I'm giving us a nine. Yeah. I mean, 
if a 10 is a national championship and I could have gone nine point, I probably wouldn't have gone nine point like one or two, but I'd maybe gone like a 9.5 or 9.8, nine really. Yeah. So I'm explaining my intervals, but I mean, if a 10 is a national championship, I really think this team's a nine. I mean, to be, to, to, to really, even with South Carolina, even with, you know, having a chance at the playoff and, and falling out, like to still do what they did to be number one at some point throughout the year. I think it's, I think it's a nine. Now my expectations, it's a 10, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause my expectations were, I thought we would we be less yeah. than what we were. No, I thought my expectations would be like, yeah, eight wins, nine wins, maybe 10 wins with a bowl. Mm-hmm. So it absolutely exceeded my expectations. So it's a 10 for expectations wise, but then not expectation wise, just a 10 is the best you can do. I, I still think it's a nine. I think I Tennessee fans sh- should be absolutely thrilled. We can mm-hmm. be bummed out about South Carolina, but once again, like year two was a massive, 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 massive success. It was because People would have said it was success, like I said, to win eight or nine games. Oh, definitely. So after going seven and six, and then yeah. you know eight or nine, maybe win a bowl, like yeah. definite success. And I, I pulled up some stuff while we were sitting here talking about the defense, and I just googled it's the NCA website, and I googled like top defenses or whatever, and in Tennessee was ninety one. You know, first off, just quick glances, the amount of plays that our defense has to play. Compared to some of these other ones, because of how well our offense is, that that's one thing that I would argue. Another thing I would argue is like, I mean, if we're ninety-one, there's probably I'd probably say eighty teams in front of us. We're playing garbage, like just not anywhere close to the to the um, offenses and talent that we were. I mean, Air Force is number one. Iowa's number two. Illinois's number three. Iowa State's number four. I really feel like. Big Ten. No, I just really feel like defense of statistics in college are pretty jokey now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Tennessee would murder Air Force. We'd murder Iowa. We'd murder Illinois. We'd murder Iowa State. Iowa State. Kill James Madison. Michigan's number six, and we saw what TCU did to them. Yeah. Now, granted, Michigan had some turnovers, but, like, I think we would have put up some big points against Michigan. Not necessarily we would have won, but, like, the national championship is the 10th best defense. We know that they're actually the number one ranked defense. Yeah. So it's like you gotta, you know, I'm more of an eye guy, seeing with my eyes and stuff like that, yeah. and 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 stuff. Makes you know, sense. this is a cool website too because you can do that's team statistics. Um, then you can do third down conversion, which is obviously very important. I would have loved to have seen turnovers if they have. Um, I don't see turnovers on here because I think turnovers would be we we did very well in turnovers and that's and that, that was an improvement from last year. You know Tennessee's Tennessee's top fifty here. I mean we're forty second. Like I said, and half these other teams in front of us are a bunch of yokers. But like our third down our third down percentage, you know, is what you know matters. Or fourth down, getting off field, having yeah. turnovers. Like we said a long time ago, with this offense, just make a few stops here and there. Whether it's fourth down turnover, fourth down stops on downs and, and give it back to our offense, whether it's picks, whether it's negative plays, that that's really where where it matters for this team. Exactly. You know, just just a little bit. Yeah. Uh all right. 
Thank you guys for watching and listening. If you uh, are just watching, please like, subscribe, comment. If you're listening, it's rate all, and all. review. Um, leave five stars. Um, if uh, you want to follow us on social media, at Believe in Tennessee for our main account, at rbacon26 for Reed, at Kyler Curbison for myself. Uh, check out our merch. It's in the link below. Um, and... You guys are the best. Thank you so much. As always, go balls. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.